Hey guys, this is Chelsea Eithoven and you're listening to Vibrancy Radio. I spent the better part of two decades in pursuit of shrinking my body, but diet after diet, I still never felt enough. And I don't know about you, but the last word I would use to describe myself while on a diet is vibrant. After becoming a certified health and nutrition coach, I finally dropped the diets, learned to trust my body again, and rediscovered the vibrancy that was within me all along. And now I help women like you do the same. Vibrancy Radio is your new go-to resource for science-backed nutritional knowledge, major mindset shifts, and body image breakthroughs. So if you're ready to stop feeling so dang stressed about food all the time and start focusing on all the things that make you unique and vibrant, then welcome to the show. Good morning and welcome back to Vibrancy Radio. It very well may not be morning for you, (laughs) but it is for me. It is 7 a.m. and I never record podcasts this early, but... It feels pretty good. I'm kind of digging it, sipping my coffee and recording a podcast. So before we dive into today's topic, I feel like I say that every single time, (laughs) but I always have things that I want to tell you before we jump right in. My husband and I have been getting up at 5 a.m. and going for a morning jog. (laughs) So he is fully running and I am kind of walking and jogging. So we're not doing this together because he is six foot six. And so he finishes in like eight minutes and it takes me like 15 minutes. (laughs) But it's actually been really nice. And normally the idea of a 5 a.m. run would sound absolutely horrendous to me. And to be honest, it still kind of did sound horrendous to me. But I was feeling the need to just push my discipline a little bit and almost not as anything to do with fitness, but more so get my head in the right space. I always think healthy challenge is something that's good for us to kind of push us out of our comfort zones and stay in the mindset where we're used to doing things that are a little bit uncomfortable. I feel like I was slipping a little bit and I know towards the end of the year, a lot of people can start to feel this way, right? The holidays are coming. It could be a really easy time of the year to just say screw it to everything, to all your goals, and to just completely give up and say, you know what, on January 1st, that's when I'm going to start. That's when I'm going to start with my discipline. That's when I'm going to start with the exercise. That's when I'm going to start eating vegetables, whatever. It's too late. 2020 is just a wash, whatever. And I normally, I mean, in years past, that was how I felt by the time I got to November, December. Right now, I'm recording this on November 10th, and I feel the exact opposite. I feel so driven to really, really implement some discipline these last two months. It just sounds kind of like a fun little challenge. And I think that speaks so much to the change in my mindset. (laughs) So my husband is doing this because he is going on a pheasant hunting trip in a few weeks. And if you're weirded out by hunting, just know that I was as well fully (laughs) weirded out by hunting. I thought it was so kind of icky. And now my mindset shifted on it. And I'm never afraid to say that I've changed my mind about something because sometimes I genuinely do. And I used to be so stubborn and now I am letting go of my stubbornness. And if my mind gets changed about something, then I'm open to it. So 
the way I think about it now is he does this and he provides us our meat for our family. When he hunts and he kills a deer, then we have ground beef. We have backstrap, which is kind of like steak. We can turn it into sausage. And that is the most free range, organic, ethically harvested meat that you could ever eat. So I was vegetarian in high school for a stint of time. And then a couple times in my 20s, I tried it again. But I am, for the most part, an omnivore. I eat meat. So if I'm going to eat meat, wouldn't I rather eat something that's, again, organic, ethically harvested? Everything about it is very ethical. That animal lived a great natural life. And so anyways, that's my little tidbit, my little two cents on how my mindset has shifted a little bit around hunting. And again, Obviously, if he was hunting something just for the sport and not something that we could eat and he was just like, I don't know, hunting endangered animals, it would be a different story completely. But that's where I'm at with that. So anyways, because of this, he is leaving in a few weeks for this. And so he wants to make sure that he's physically ready for it because honestly, I don't know what they're going to be doing, but like apparently there's going to be some physicality involved in like slogging through something. He's going to laugh so hard when he listens to this. He's going to be like, oh my gosh, (laughs) slogging through mud. I don't know. Anyways, he wanted to be like, he had this goal for himself that he wants to feel physically fit and not like huffing and puffing while he's doing this. So he decided that he was going to wake up an extra 20 minutes earlier and go for a run. Well, he already wakes up at 5.30. So for him, that meant waking up at 5.10. Now, I have been in the mode where I have been waking up around 7. And so this has been such the luxury for me. Let me say, I haven't slept till 7 besides this past year (laughs) that I've been working for myself. Before that, I hadn't had that luxury and I can't even remember how long. I was waking up at 5 to get up and teach. That's a career where you have to wake up early. So I took a good while to just enjoy and sleep in and and get my nine hours of sleep or just get, oh, soak up all the sleep. And I still am prioritizing sleep, absolutely. But I just felt like I needed something again to improve my mindset and remind me that I can do hard things. Do you ever feel like that? Like you just need something to kind of like, remind yourself that you do have that discipline. It's just a nice way to start the day. So I decided I would start getting up with him, which means obviously we need to work on getting to bed at a decent hour, right? Like I need to be in bed at 9 p.m., like asleep by 9.15 if we're getting up by 5.15 because that's the type of person I am. So anyways, I already woke up. We did our run. I come upstairs to my office where it's quiet and I do a meditation and I do tapping And so I want to continue doing this through the rest of November. After November, I will assess and see if I want to do it the rest of December. I'm very much the person who I value my own word these days. So if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to make sure I do it. Because to me, that is how you get confidence. The only thing confidence is to me is a trust in yourself, a trust in your own word that you can say, I will do this and you will keep that promise to yourself. So that being said, I don't want to make that promise all through December because I've never lived in North Mississippi outside of Memphis in December. And if it is like 30 degrees, 
Y'all, the discipline to wake up at 5 a.m. is one thing. The discipline to go run in like 30 degree weather is something else. So I'm not prepared to say that I'm going to do that yet, but I will say that I'm prepared to say I will do it through the rest of December. And it has been pretty good for my mindset, my mentality to get up and already feel accomplished in something. And my husband had been doing this for a week before I started with him. And he kept saying that, that he just loved it because he felt like he already had accomplished something first thing in the morning. And I've got to say, it's doing something nice for my mindset. It is really nice so far. So anyways, that is my whole life story about how and why I am awake at 7 a.m. and podcasting, which I'm always awake at 7 a.m., but normally not doing work at this time but right yet. Normally still pouring my coffee, planning my day out. We already got that stuff all done. I've even showered, okay? I even showered and I have mascara and eyebrows on right now. If you're a girl, that that's like, that's a big deal. Okay, so what I wanted to talk about today, I just kind of wanted to riff on some small mindset shifts that make a big difference. And a couple of isms that I feel like in my coaching program, I probably say over and over and over again, because they're these mindset shifts that feel like they're really tiny. But even if you just implement one of these or change your thinking around one of these areas, I feel like it's a guarantee that it will make some kind of difference in your health and your overall life and your vibrancy. So I wanted to share these with you. And I just, again, just want to riff on a few. I have one, two, I have six of them that I have written down. And I just wanted to share these mindset shifts with you because I feel like you could take at least one of these. And again, like I said, make a tangible change in your life, or at least uh, make a little bit of a mindset shift that might lead to a positive outcome in your life. So I feel like when I listen to podcasts, how I tend to listen to podcasts and what ends up happening is per podcast, there's usually like one nugget of knowledge that I take with me. It's not everything that the person said or everything that somebody interviewed said. It's like one little golden nugget that I take and I remember and I apply it to my life. So I kind of made this podcast with that in mind. So I'm giving you six But there might just be one that you pull out. If you do all six and you implement all six of these, like that's me clapping for you because bravo, bitch, that's amazing. (laughs) But, you know, more than likely you'll take one and you'll be like, I love that. I want to implement that. So that's kind of my hopes for you for this podcast. So let's dive right in. Okay, my little isms and just tiny mindset shifts that can make a big difference. The first one is to eat the best bites first. And this one is like, this is so tangible and so small. Eat the best bites first. But why do I say that? Because I used to eat the best bites last. Do any of you relate to this? I used to save the best bites for the last bites. And I would like look forward to them. And this was like my little weird ritual. I feel like I can't be the only one. Let me know if you do this. I cannot be the only person that does this. But I eat the best bites first because what does it say if you're saving those best bites for last? What is it going to end up happening? So when you're having your meal, you save your best bites for last, you are going to end up, you're going to eat those bites. You legitimately saved them and made sure that you like saved them to savor them 
you're going to eat those regardless of whether or not you're full, right? You're not going to get to the end of your meal and say, I'm full. I'm not going to eat the best bites. You're not going to do that. (laughs) And, And so what does that encourage? And what does that further solidify is that idea of finishing every single bite on our plate, regardless of whether or not we are full. This is a habit that is hard to break, but is so worth it to break. Because I've said this before a a million times, I feel like, but you're not a garbage disposal. And honestly, if you think about it, it is just as wasteful for you to finish food, eating past fullness, food that is not going to benefit you, right? Then it is to tuck it away, save it into a container. Even if it's a few bites, sometimes doing that, sometimes I don't even go back to the few bites, but mentally it makes me feel like I am not wasting it, right? Or scraping those last few bites into the trash. Because by you overeating, you're not treating your body. You're not listening to those bodily signals. And that food that you are ingesting, once when you're eating past fullness, is not going to be to your benefit. That's actually going to be, it's just not going to be to your benefit to eat past fullness. I'll just say that because I don't want to say anything that's going to make you feel afraid or because sometimes we do end up eating past fullness and that's okay. It is okay. But for the most part, what we do most of the time matters than what we do some of the time. So most of the time, To prevent overeating, eating the best bites first helps with that mindset because then it's so much easier to walk away from a couple of soggy bites left or like the bites that were your least exciting than it is to walk away from the bites that were the absolute best that you saved for last. So that's the first one. And I love that one. And I do this with my meals now and I go through... Every single bite, I'm picking the best bite. So then again, if there's something left on my plate at the end, it's not really that exciting. It makes it a lot easier if you're trying to break that habit of overeating or eating past fullness or eating every single bite on your plate every single time. So that's the first one. The second one is what you eat isn't as important as who you are being when you eat. Okay. And for most people, they think I sound like a lunatic when I say that, because what we're taught in diet culture is so heavily focused around what we eat. But who are you being when you are sitting down to eat? And this is like, I've noticed it's not the what I eat that has been the harder habits to change. It's the who I'm being when I eat. I had this old habit of just, and I'm actually still working to break this one. I am still working to break this one. It is scrolling my phone while I eat or putting on a TV show while I eat. I was used to distracting myself through my meals. And what that was causing was a couple of things. First of all, it was causing me to every time I wanted a break from work or I wanted to scroll my phone or I wanted to just kind of like have a little bit of entertainment. Every time I craved entertainment, I had neurologically wired entertainment and food together because then it feels like you have almost a built-in excuse to sit and scroll your phone or sit and watch TV. So every time I wanted entertainment, my body would tell me that I wanted food. Food. And I'm realizing now that I'm focusing on mindful meals really strongly, that's something else I'm trying to do in November is have every meal be a mindful meal, which I've messed up a couple of times purely out of habit. Like I sat down and started eating in front of the TV and realized on my like last bite that <laughs> I was like, <gasps> 
I'm supposed to be doing mindful meals. So just so you know, when you're breaking habits, that happens sometimes. That totally happens. Sometimes you don't even realize it until you are halfway through the habit. Sometimes you don't realize it until after the habit. Totally normal. But if you are being completely focused on your meal, so you are taking away the TV, you are eating focused and you're enjoying every bite and regardless of what is on your plate, again, what causes people to gain weight is not, it's not certain foods, it's not carbs, it's not sugar. It is plain and simple overeating, eating more than our body physically needs. And what is the absolute best way to ensure that you will overeat at a meal? Well, in my opinion, it's to distract yourself (laughs) because I know a lot of people say this because you cannot notice your fullness signal as much, right? You can't feel that satisfaction and when to stop as much. I think that's accurate. But I also feel like when you are eating, there's a component of physical satisfaction in our stomach, meaning that we are no longer hungry, but there's also a mental and emotional satisfaction. It's not just to cure that physical hunger. It's also to satisfy some of those sensory things that we wanted, the textures, the mouthfeels, the tastes. And when we're eating and we're distracted, we're not paying attention to that as much. So when we do slow down and have a mindful meal and pay attention to who we are being when we're eating, we are getting that satisfaction from every bite. When you're distracted, you're eating almost on autopilot, right? It's like when you're driving and you are thinking about something else and you look up and you're like, I don't even know how I got here. I wasn't even paying attention. That's what you're doing to your food. And so you're not getting that same level of satisfaction from the tastes and the textures. And then you don't notice. You'll start noticing when you do mindful meals and eat them fully paying attention to your food. You'll start noticing that satisfaction and the desire for the taste and the the textures will start to dissipate throughout the meal because your brain is getting that satisfaction from it. That also makes it a lot easier to stop eating when you're physically satisfied. But when you are distracted, you don't get that same level of satisfaction because your brain is almost not even really registering it fully. It's also really nice to take a moment and be like express gratitude for your food while you're eating it. And again, it's really hard to do that when you're watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and they're like throwing wine all over each other or whatever the heck they do. (laughs) Okay. So I want to quickly, before I move on to the next one, go back to the eat the best bites first one and say something that I forgot to say. Forgot to mention dessert. So a lot of times, if you are a sweet person, a sweets person, same thing with saving the best bites for last, you will... We were looking forward to those sweets so much after the meal, like the typical way that we do desserts, that we end up again eating past fullness because we want to get that reward, the sweet part. So something with that too is having your dessert with your meal. And I know you probably think I'm a psycho, but again, these are some of the ways and these small little hacks and these small little mindset shifts that have helped me personally, that I've realized have helped me do the things that sound so simple, right? Like stop eating when you're full. These are some of these little mindset shifts that have actually helped those things happen. So eating your dessert with your meal and same thing. As you're eating your meal, you get to choose what flavor you want next. 
by the end of the meal, you will feel fully satisfied and won't feel the need to eat past fullness. Okay, let's go into the next mindset shift. All or something. So I know most of you are really familiar with the phrase all or nothing. And this is what we are super familiar with when we go on a diet. All or something. So all or nothing is what we're used to. All or something is flipping that mindset on its head and saying there's really never any reason to do absolutely nothing. There's really no reason to do absolutely nothing. I could always do something. So if you are feeling yourself slipping into that mindset, say it's Friday night and you are finding yourself slipping into that mindset of all or nothing, just changing that ever so slightly and saying, well, what if I can do all or something? So what is that something that I could do? Am I going to tonight make a conscious effort to drink a glass of water in between every drink? Am I going to, instead of ordering the burger and the fries and the spinach and artichoke dip appetizer and the dessert, what if I get the burger and a side salad? And then I also have some of the apps in the dessert. You just did one thing. You just did something. You just did something. You switched from the fries to the side salad. And then you have something to be proud of and you made one tiny little step in the direction that you want to go. Maybe that means that the next time after that, the next Friday that comes along, you have the burger and the side salad and you decide to only have one bite of the dessert. Then you made another tiny step in the right direction. Tiny steps, I feel like we underestimate it so much because we are used to our lives being lived on Amazon Prime mode, right? We want everything immediately, as as quick as possible. And when it comes to habit change as humans, this is just not how we work. The human body and the human brain is very resistant to change. And so knowing this, sometimes we kind of got to hack it a little, right? We got to hack it a little. And just thinking of the all or something mindset has helped me say, I'm not going to do the nothing part. The nothing part, the all or nothing, when I would say that that was my mindset, that was my excuse. It was my excuse to do nothing when I didn't feel like doing something, right? And this is part of discipline. This is part of changing and up-leveling and evolving our lives is in the beginning, it's going to be hard to make these changes. But we committed to this, right? If you really, truly want change in your life, then you're going to have to face the fact that you're going to be uncomfortable sometimes. The first time you say no to the fries and get the side salad, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's not as uncomfortable as only ordering a side salad, but it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable and you're going to feel resistance to it because you're going to want to fall into that nothing, that nothing part because that's like a reward for you, right? It's like, ugh, I'm just, I'm done. I'm over it. I want to do nothing. But we're grownups and sometimes we have to just do something that we don't necessarily want to do. And the all or something makes it a little bit easier to ease into those better choices. So I love that because it just helps me. It's helped my weekends massively, this mindset, because I am a lot looser on the weekends than I am on the weeks uh, during the week. Of course, I have a little bit of a looser schedule. It's just things are a little bit different. I'm a little bit, I drink more alcohol than I do during the week because I try, for the most part, I don't really drink alcohol during the week. So, but instead of just letting it all go like I used to, I 
I do work out on the weekends when I feel like it. I do eat vegetables on the weekend. I always start my breakfast, unless we like go out to breakfast and get are doing something special, is normally just leftovers from the night before or something like that or a breakfast that I had prepped. It's not like it's the weekend and we're going all out. It's it's much easier to find that balance. And looking back, that happened over a long period of time and over that mindset, that mindset shift all or something. Okay, next one, focus on satisfaction versus restriction. So this is almost like, so when we're focusing on restriction and we're saying I need to eat less so that I can lose weight, we are in a lack mindset. We're thinking about all the things that we cannot have and that we are not allowed to have versus when we're focusing on satisfaction, we're in an abundance mindset. We're looking at all the possibilities and knowing that we can have all the possibilities, but saying, what can I have that's actually going to physically satisfy me? And again, I've said this before. I feel like I've said this and gave this example in a few podcasts, but I think we all know that eating two donuts is probably not really honestly going to satisfy us. It might satisfy you for a really short period of time. And if you don't believe me, try this. Try this experiment. Eat two donuts for breakfast and write down when you eat them and then write down your experience in the next few hours. What happens? Because you'll find out very quickly that that's not really true satisfaction. What it'll end up being is you'll end up feeling hungry in probably an hour. You'll probably send yourself on a blood sugar roller coaster so your blood sugar will raise up really high and then drop really low and you'll be back to craving more carbs and sugar. But if you focus on satisfaction, so restriction would say I can't have any donuts. And so you're like, I'm just gonna have the egg whites instead because it's the lowest calorie. You're gonna eat your egg whites and maybe you scrambled some veggies in there. That's also not gonna do much for you because there's hardly any healthy fats. Yes, there's protein, but there's no fats. There's no carbohydrates and also there's no fun. (laughs) So one's focused on restriction. The other is focused on the opposite of restriction, but it's still not focused on satisfaction. When we're focusing on satisfaction, we might say, okay, I'm gonna have half a donut and my my egg white scramble with my veggies and maybe a little bit of, we'll scramble them in oil or a little bit of oil or put cheese in it or some other kind of healthy fat. So then I've got my carb, I've got my protein, I've got my fat, I've got my veggies. I feel that option will lead to me feeling fully satisfied with my choices because I got some of the donuts. So I feel satisfied with that, but also physically satisfied. So when I say this and focusing on satisfaction versus restriction, it's making a choice that's based off of your goals, right? So it's not eating just two donuts, but it's also focusing on that physical and mental emotional satisfaction from your food. That has made such a big difference in my overall views of food because again, I'm looking at it from an abundance mindset and I'm seeing all the possibilities that are available to me and making my choices based off of what I know will satisfy me best versus what will be a short-lived enjoyment, the two donuts, or what will be short-term restriction, like eating the egg whites, but you can find a place in the middle and focus on satisfaction. That mindset shift has made such a difference for me. The next one is the idea of balanced discipline. So I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like the word discipline has gotten a really bad rap. 
And it kind of pisses me off, to be honest, because discipline should not have a bad rap. Discipline is not inherently bad. In fact, when we are stretching that discipline muscle and doing things that make us a little bit uncomfortable on a regular basis, that is such a good thing for us. Because honestly, unless you want your life to look exactly how it does right now in five years, in 10 years, in 20 years, unless you want your life to look exactly as it does in this moment, then you will need to implement a little bit of discipline to become a different person, the person that you're transforming into. It will take discipline. Again, going back to the human brain does not like to change. The human brain likes to stay the same. And here is why, is because we, your, your brain already knows if it's experienced something once and you have survived, which is if you are alive and listening to this podcast, everything that's happened in your life thus far, that feels safe. And that's in your comfort zone because your brain knows that you will survive everything you've already done. I mean, is that technically true? No, but according to our brains, this is what, this is the logic that it ensues. And our brain is pretty much just always trying to keep us alive. But some things that are unknown and different, your brain does not know if you're gonna survive those things. So it's going to put lots of resistance in you to try something that is new and different and out of your comfort zone. And because of that, you're going to always need to implement discipline to start something new. For the most part, if you're doing something out of your comfort zone, you're going to need to use a little bit of discipline for that to happen. So here's where discipline has gotten a bad rap is because we take it too far. (laughs) As humans, we have such this tendency, this is this all or nothing mindset. We have this tendency to take discipline too far. The word discipline doesn't mean taking it to the absolute extreme. And I think that's what we think. We think if we are being disciplined, that means we're going to the gym seven days a week for an hour and a half each time you go. You are, again, just eating the egg whites and the veggies and you're just eating that. Like we take it way too far. That's not what discipline inherently means. Balanced discipline is the idea that we can implement discipline into our lives to continuously improve ourselves, but it's in a balanced way. And it's a little bit almost rationed out. We are, we're implementing, we're, when we're starting new habits, we are doing it slowly and we're, we're taking it one at a time and we're, not trying to do it all just for the sake of doing it all. Because we know that if we do it all, then eventually we're going to just drop out of the race and want to do nothing. So balanced discipline. I think about this all the time. Even thinking about me getting up at 5 a.m. this morning to go for a run. This was a little bit of balanced discipline, right? It's like nothing too crazy intense. I didn't decide that I had to wake up and go for a four mile run and then go to the gym and lift weights. We woke up and I did a 15 minute walk run. I'm still implementing discipline to get up early and kind of test my mindset and and implement a little bit of something to say, to give me almost a boost of confidence and be like, 
Oh, yes, Chelsea, look at you go. You woke up and you you got up and you went for a run and now you're up early recording a podcast and, and it makes you feel good about yourself when you do something that in the moment you didn't necessarily want to or feel like doing. And so I hate to say it, but when it comes to... I always get weird about talking about this because, again, I think intuitive eating works for some people, and I won't speak for everyone, but I feel like there are people out there that talk about intuitive eating and act like everything else is wrong and bad, and any kind of discipline with your food is wrong and bad. I don't believe that. Again, I think it takes a little bit of discipline, and I think that we don't need to say yes Every time our brain asks for food, when our body asks for food and we're physically hungry, I do think we should give our bodies food. But when our brain asks for food, especially when we have all these automatic habits, right? Like I told you before, my automatic habit of every time I want entertainment and I want to just stop and scroll my phone for a little bit, I feel like my brain wants food. In that moment, what my body needs the most is not First of all, probably neither of those things. But what my body needs the most is not food. And so if I'm not implementing any kind of discipline, I'm just going to go ahead and eat. My body is not asking for nourishment. On the other hand, if I'm implementing a little bit of discipline and I'm not afraid of a little bit of healthy discipline, then I will be able to work myself through that moment and say, you know what, Chelsea, we don't need that right now. What is it really that you want? And I'm like going to be like, well, well, I, I want I want a snack. I want my perfect bar. I want that sounds so good. But I don't need that. So I'm going to have to implement a little bit of discipline and figure out what I really need and start breaking apart those neurological wires that I have wired together. The desire for food and the desire for entertainment that I have fused together. It's going to take discipline to pull those apart. But eventually, it won't take discipline anymore because I will have changed my brain's neurological pathways to be more curated to create the life that I want to consciously create. Now, again, this isn't every time I have a craving or desire of food, I'm going to do this. I always think about, is this benefiting me or is this not? And sometimes it is. Sometimes I really do want the perfect bar. Sometimes I really do want the dessert, whatever it is. Balanced discipline. We can have a little bit of both. So, okay. And then the last mindset that I want to talk to you about today, small mindset shift, is to go from influenced to influencer. And this is kind of funny to say now with The word influencer has a completely different meaning now than it did 10 years ago. But what I mean by this is I used to live my life feeling like a lot of the time I didn't have control over my food situations. So I felt like when I went over to somebody's house, I was just at the will of them, whatever they wanted to cook for dinner, which sometimes is true completely. And that's okay. We cannot like stronghold our way through life. We can't control everything and that's okay. But again, if you have certain goals that you want to happen, then you don't just want to be at the will of every situation around you. And here's another really good example of this is when I moved in with my husband. Right off the bat, my 
first thought was kind of fear. I was like, oh my God, you know what? He's not going to want to eat my healthy meals. Well, how am I going to, how am I going to accommodate to him? How am I going to, do I need to start cooking pasta and rice and every, like for every meal? And so I need to be eating that for every single meal. And and like, he's not going to want anything that's like less than full fat. He's probably not going to want to eat veggies. I cook so many veggies and stuff that's like very healthified. He's not going to want to eat this stuff. It's like, whatever. This was my mindset. That was me being the influenced. My choices were being influenced by his choices. And first of all, they weren't even his choices. I was self I was imposing these on him. This was not a conversation him and I had. It was just based off of how I had seen him cook when we were living separately. And then when we moved in together, I just assumed that he would not be open to any change. And I flipped that mindset and decided to be the influencer. And by that, I mean that I was like, you know what? I'm going to cook the way that I normally cook and maybe he'll enjoy it. Maybe it will open his eyes to different possibilities. And let me tell you something. That's exactly what happens, right? Like he, it's not that I cook these like extremely strange meals are like super, super low fat or super, super low carb, nothing extreme like that. But every meal that I have that I make does include veggies. There are sometimes some weird ingredients that he's never heard of. I'm using like arrowroot starch and coconut aminos and all these things that he had no idea what they were. First couple times that I was cooking with these things, he was like, what are you making? Like, (laughs) I'm not so sure about that. But now this is the way he cooks. He knows how to cook with coconut aminos. He cooks vegetables with every single meal. He now just automatically thinks of that as a part of the meal and a part of the satiating meal is adding a veggie. Even when we're making a pasta dish, he will make sure there's a veggie on the side. And and I just changed my mindset to saying like, just because something is healthier doesn't mean it's inherently less tasty. And I could maybe influence him to understand that and see that how I see it. And when it comes to going to a party or going to a holiday or going to a special event, instead of just being the person that's like, oh, nobody's going to want to eat my veggie dish or whatever, I'll say, what kind of veggie dish could I make that maybe people will be really excited about? So at Thanksgiving, we normally don't have a whole lot of vegetables at my house. Last year, I made this like shaved Brussels sprout salad with pomegranate seeds and can't remember what else was in it, but I think pine nuts and maybe some kind of cheese, like feta cheese and some kind of dressing. And so many people loved it and were so happy that that was there. And I think I did another veggie dish too, just so I knew that like, okay, I can have the turkey and the stuffing and all that, but I also still want to eat vegetables even on Thanksgiving because that's just how I am. And I know how I feel best is with some fiber and some vegetables in my meal. So I decided instead of just being influenced and eating whatever was there and feeling like people wouldn't like that, I would maybe influence them to try something new. And that is, this is always worked out my favor and I found it's been so much fun and a great conversation starter for people. They want to hear about your new recipes and then they will be inspired to be that person too and be like, wow, maybe I'll think of that next time. It doesn't always just have to be the classic turkey and and stuffing and, and cranberry sauce. It can be all that and a little bit of veggies. 
And like going to a party, I'll do something similar. I'll make some kind of like healthy chicken dip and bring some veggies to dip in it or bring a veggie platter or a fruit salad or even a healthy, healthier version of a dessert. I always like to do that. And just it just makes me feel good about what I'm consuming and not feeling like I am just at the will of whatever is going on around me. Again, with everything, just like the discipline, taking control too far is not a good thing. But Taking control of your life in some ways is a good thing. And saying, I do have control over this situation. I'm not going to be a victim in this situation. I'm going to do something and look at things a little bit differently and influence people versus being the one that's influenced if I feel like this matters to me. <sighs> so that is all of my the mindset shifts, those tiny mindset shifts that I wanted to share with you. So I'm going to review them one more time. So it was eat the best bites first. What you are eating isn't as important as who you are being when you eat all or something instead of all or nothing. Focusing on satisfaction instead of restriction. The idea of balanced discipline and going from influenced to the influencer. So I would love, love to know which one of these really resonated with you. Which one are you going to try and implement out into your life? I would love to know. You can shoot me a DM on Instagram at Bright Light Chels. I would love to connect with you there. There is also a new feature that we have. So if you would like to ask a question, you can actually go into the show notes and you can leave me a voice note, a question via voice note. So I would love, love, love if you have any questions about any of the things that I talk about on a regular basis, health, finding that messy middle between between dieting and uh, and giving it all up and just saying that you can't control anything about your food, any kind of questions about health related, anything like that then click the show notes and leave me a voice message and tell me your question or if you just want to share something with me. I'm really excited about this, so it would be really fun to hear from you. And I hope that you all have a wonderful, vibrant day. I want you to take a moment now to express some gratitude for one wonderful thing that has happened in your day today and message me on Instagram again and tell me which one of these mindsets you are excited to try. All right, I will see you next time. Bye.